Direct King's Court starts now.
Monday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. This is the live version, of course, every day, Monday through Friday. We are here 7 to 9 Central Time. And, of course, the podcast comes your way on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and, of course, our website, kevinslaytonshow.com. We are back in the saddle this morning. After a few days off last week, I had to head into the hospital. had a little heart-slash-fluid-retention-slash-breathing issue. So there's the skinny of it, the truth of it. And when you can't breathe, it's a little frightening. So you address it, and you get it taken care of, and here we are. So praise God and all the great nurses and doctors at St. Luke's Hospital. Wonderful work they did. Tested everything. It's always good to get those tests. It's a little bit comforting to know, a little bit better on the other side. And thank you for all of the concern expressed from our listeners. I got plenty of emails and messages on the website, and I thank you for that. I appreciate your concern. And here we are, fighting the good fight again. We'll be back on at noon, fighting the good sports fight again today in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show. 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. And of course, what better way to kick off an icy day, and it is icy out there, I don't know if you've seen it. Be careful if you're going out to pick up the newspaper or something else. It is icy, the sidewalks, the streets, no snow yet, it's supposed to start snowing, but if it snows on top of that ice, it could really be wild. But the ice is bad enough, all the schools are off again. Of course, they get off if there's a threat of snow doesn't actually have to snow anymore, and schools call them off. I swear to God, you had to dig a tunnel through three feet of snow for us to get a day off. There's so many reasons and so many signals that tell us this country is so soft now. That's one of them. Oh, my God, no. It might snow. Go back to bed. No school today. But what better way to kick off an icy day than your Monster Energy drink? Now, I drink the Zero Ultra. Because I don't like sugar, and I don't like carbs, and I don't like calories. Ten calories, six carbs, no sugar. That's the count. And most companies spend their TV money, ad agencies, billboards. They want to tell you how good uh, their product is. But Monster Energy does it a little differently. It's not a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. So they surround all of the great events, sporting events, Concerts that they bring to your hometown. And they're present. Parties, they turn these events into the coolest reality you'll ever see. It's fun when you're around Monster Energy Drink. They bring out your best, put you at the top of your game, and give you that punch of energy that you need to get going. Unleash the beast in you with Monster Energy Drink. Our phone lines, as always, are open for you. 636 348 Three four six. I'm sorry, six three six three four eight forty four sixty. I was watching a little bit of the coverage from New Hampshire this morning. The primary is there tomorrow night. Trump is way ahead again, despite Nikki Haley lying about the polls, and despite Sununu, the governor up there, just sucking up to her left and right. I've never seen a guy who so ardently hates Donald Trump and who is such a failure of his own. But you've got this Fox crew up there, and I, lo- I love how Fox makes you, or wants to make you think, 
that somehow Steve Douchey, who's older than dirt, is hip. So they put him in this plaid flannel shirt with a vest on and snow boots and jeans. Like he's the coolest customer in town. I mean, it's rustic New Hampshire. So they put like a cabin-looking set behind them, and everybody has jeans on. It's They're so cool. And Fox has now made it clear to everyone that they have endorsed Nikki Haley. And you'll hear it. I'll give you the evidence a little bit later on. Especially with Douchey. He's clearly a, a, a star follower. That's all he wants to do is suck up to all people who have any kind of publicity. So Nikki Haley's his new star, and he wants to tell you how giddy he is to be around her. And then she tells some lies. So you're going to hear all of that today. Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race yesterday. I'm sure you heard about that, even though NFL playoff football occupied most people's day. DeSantis dropped out during the middle of two games. I guess he didn't want anybody to know. (laughs) So he's out, and he's endorsed Donald Trump. Politicians are weird cats, aren't they? You can say some of the worst things about somebody, and then all of a sudden you support them. For months now, DeSantis has been telling us how you shouldn't support Donald Trump, but now you should. I think he'd have been better off just, you know, saying, I will vote for the Republican because I said I would. I'm a Republican. It's it's just nonsense. And I get tired of it. DeSantis, unfortunately, has exposed himself as just a typical political hack who took Donald Trump's policies because he knew they were successful and popular and implemented them in Florida and experienced resounding success. I give him credit for that. But those were Trump's ideas. They weren't yours. So when you claim you want to change, and Haley does the same thing, She wants to change. Change what? You served in Donald Trump's administration. You didn't think it should be changed then, did you? Because if you did, you're the ultimate phony. That's a phony. That's a fraud and a phony. And now all of a sudden she thinks it should be different. She's out of her mind. Who did she have endorse her yesterday? Judge Judy. I thought she was dead. She might as well be. Judge Judy? That's the person that endorses you? (laughs) I'd rather have Charles Manson. Good Lord, what a stretch that is. You'll hear Judge Judy, and you'll hear Haley get absolutely, positively giddy over Judge Judy's endorsement. JJ, we're going to call her JJ. J squared. These people are a joke. No wonder Trump wins easily. It wouldn't be hard. I'd have to ask Trump uh, if I got to talk to him. What's going on with your hair, big boy? It's now two-toned. It's light blonde on the top, and it's dark brown on the sides and in the back. (laughs) What's going on there, dude? That hair of his is a story all by itself. (laughs) It's like the horse of a different color. It's always a different color. It looks just stupid. I mean, you got to be honest about it. It looks stupid. I don't know who's consulting him. Melania, give him some fashion advice. The guy's a rock star, but he needs some fashion advice. Although rock stars don't often have nice haircuts. 
and President Trump is out there in left field with that hair. Good grief. Come on, my man. Let's get it going. We are uh, getting reports from our director of research that there are 31,000-plus ineligible voters on the voter rolls in New Hampshire right as we speak. (laughs) They haven't done anything in this country to clean up voting. Nothing. The same corruption in voting and elections that goes on in third-world countries goes on here. We are a nation of corruption. That's what we've become. We've disintegrated into corrupt elections, rigged elections, dictatorships, and rampant crime in the streets. We are a country of corruption. And I love how Biden says, Donald Trump, or he says, my predecessor, he won't call him by name now, I guess. if, If I call him by name, somebody will notice. My predecessor says the country is failing. It is failing. Miserably, in every by every marker, this country is an abject failure right now. It's stunning that Democrats brought it to that level and media brought it to that level so quickly. I didn't think we could be brought to our knees so easily, but we have been. If you were watching NFL football yesterday, by the way, you saw a couple of thrilling games. Tampa and Detroit, the Lions winning in front of that home crowd, which is wild. The poor Lions, the Detroit people, they haven't had this much fun ever. <laughs> and the Kansas City Chiefs win in Buffalo. The, you know, you can not like the Chiefs, but you can't knock them out. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. They're going back for their sixth consecutive AFC championship. They're getting close to the Astros' seven consecutive American League Championship Series, or is it eight? I've lost track of the Astros. I think it might be eight. By the way, a side note, they signed Josh Hader, the best reliever in baseball over the weekend, while the Cardinals signed Matt Carpenter. That's right, Matt Carpenter. Next will be Chris Carpenter, and then perhaps Ozzie. Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, is scheduled to be on our sports show today at noon, so you might want to tune in to find out how a winning organization goes about winning as the Chiefs go about defending their Super Bowl title in Baltimore. Now people say, well, nobody can beat Baltimore. You want to bet? The one team that can beat Baltimore is the team that's playing them. The winner of the Chiefs-Baltimore game will win the Super Bowl. I don't think there's any doubt. The 49ers have been lackluster the last five games of the season, including the playoff game Saturday. I love the Lions story. I said at the beginning of the year, you can go back and check it on our sports show before the first game of the year. I said, everybody better watch out for the Lions. People thought I was crazy. My partner, Nate Lucas, looked at me like I had three years. But it was pretty clear, obvious to anyone who follows football, what happened the year before, last year. Lions closed like a tornado. They were on fire at the end of the season. It was only logical they would carry it over, and they did. So those are your matchups. Lions, 49ers, Chiefs, Ravens. Winners go to the Super Bowl. I believe it's February 5th. So AFC-NFC championship game coming up next Sunday. And the Cardinals really did sign Matt Carpenter. I wasn't lying about that. I know everybody like me thought it was a joke. I'm sitting in the hospital and I get texts. My phone starts to blow up. 
And I'm thinking, oh boy, it's, you know, been really nice that everybody cares. But I must turn my phone off. And I looked at it and said, oh my God, it's Matt Carpenter signed with the cars. I thought guys were joking to make me feel better. But it's true. We'll have more to say about that at noon today. So DeSantis decides to step down and do what Vivek Ramaswamy advised him to do and advised Haley to do as well. But Haley somehow thinks, I guess her she's an egomaniac, somehow thinks that she can win. She cannot. And then DeSantis did the surprising thing and endorsed Trump. Why would you do that, Ronnie? Yes, my endorsement, because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. Warmed-over corporatism. I'm not sure what that is. Smarter people than me probably know. Warmed-over corporatism. Well, nonetheless, he's endorsed the president. And Vivek had said that they needed to do this. People spoke loudly and decisively. But I see an opportunity to reunite the country, and that starts with reuniting our Republican Party. So running it through Iowa was fair game. I got about 8% support. I think I was about to get something similar in New Hampshire. I think it was better to give Trump a decisive victory, and I would ask for everybody who was considering supporting me in New Hampshire, libertarians included, to go in Trump's direction, end this primary, and then let's focus on taking the America First agenda to the next level. DeSantis heeded his word. Haley did not. Haley is in for a whipping in New Hampshire, and then when she gets, if she stays in, in South Carolina, which she almost has to, it's her home state, she's going to get whipped in her home state. That goofball Sununu follows her around like a puppy dog. I wonder what Sununu thinks Donald Trump ever did to him, by the way. His hatred for Donald Trump is akin to Pelosi's hatred. Sununu's a buffoon. New Hampshire shouldn't even count as a state. What, if 20 people live there? Trump responded to the DeSantis endorsement as well. Look, he worked very hard. It's a tough go. And he worked hard. His wife is a terrific woman. They both worked very hard, and he endorsed me. In dropping out, he endorsed me, so I appreciate that very much. Somebody said, what are you going to do with the name De Sanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired as of this moment. We are retiring that name. It's gone. No more De Sanctimonious. None. And he was happy with the endorsement as well. He endorsed me, so I appreciate it. I appreciate that, and I also... Look forward to working with Ron and everybody else to defeat Crooked Joe Biden. See, that's the key here. And that's what Vivek was talking about. Unite the Republican Party. You're never going to unite the country. Unite the Republican Party. Beat the guy that needs beating, which is Biden. That lunatic. Wait till you hear some of the stuff I'm going to play for you this morning. I'm telling you, this guy has either quit on the presidency, or he's reached DEFCON 1 in terms of his dementia, and he has no idea where he is, who he's talking to, what he's doing. And I say to the people that voted for Biden, shame on you. 
you knew this guy was mentally incapable to begin with. And you still did to the country what you did to it. The voters for Biden, not 80 million because that didn't happen. However many there were, are the people responsible for the demise of this country. You people ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're disgraceful. You're grossly uninformed. You're probably in most cases just stupid. Criminally stupid. And so unaware of what's going on around you that you would vote for a dementia-riddled old man to put his finger on the nuclear codes. That's how irresponsible and stupid people are in this country. Nice going. Even Pierce Morgan has now joined the Trump train. Donald Trump is not an angel, but nor is he a devil. And I've always respected his remarkable ability to withstand the kind of pressure that would knock off any other public figure I know. You know, I remember talking to him many years ago about what happened in the uh, financial crash of the mid-90s, when all his friends went under, pretty much. And I said, how did you manage to keep going? And he said, you know what? I just had to not do what they were doing, which was running home to mummy and crying and saying, isn't life unfair? I dug down, I moved forward, and I carried through the storm. And I remember that. And I've watched him do it again this year when, as charge after charge after charge has come at him, uh, he has got stronger and the polling for him has improved because even Republicans that don't really like Donald Trump can see that there is a witch hunt element to all this, that the, the, the Democrats are trying to kill him off, but by doing so, they're making him more popular. And Donald Trump can feel that. And I watched him last night with you, Sean, and I thought, I see a guy right on top of his game, absolutely determined to get back to the White House. I think he's pretty much got the nomination in the bag. I think he's going to win in New Hampshire and South Carolina quite comfortably. I think this is all over probably before Super Tuesday. And then, honestly, who would put money right now on Donald Trump not beating Joe Biden when Joe Biden can barely well, string a sentence together and can barely stand it, on his own it, two feet? I don't think he can string a sentence together. <laughs> and yet Fox continues to put people like Dean Phillips on their air, this Democratic congressman who hates Trump as well. So how many Trump haters can Fox put on in one day? So far it's Haley, Sununu, Dean Phillips. All of that just this morning. Who do you who do you want to put on next? Marianne Williamson or Pelosi? If I were Donald Trump, I would have nothing to say to anyone at Fox. I would simply ignore them and pretend they don't exist. And Fox would lose so much money over the next year. They wouldn't I don't know if they'd survive. I would give zero interviews to anyone at Fox. I'd give zero interviews, period. Why would you give any interviews? You make your case to the people through speeches. That's what you do. You don't need to sit down and do an interview with these people. Every one of them is corrupt, these media people. Why would you talk to them? I wouldn't talk to any of them. Especially Fox. They have made it clear that they have endorsed Nikki Haley, and now they're giving... Airtime to Dean Phillips, whoever that is. What a dope he is. I mean, he's a dope.
that he actually thinks he can win the presidency, and he called Donald Trump the most dangerous man in America. He's trying to run against Biden for the nomination of the Democrat Party, but they won't let him on the ballot. That's how the Democrats are. They don't care who it is. They want to run unopposed. They think that's the way you do it. And they can get away with it. Now, how do you think they can get away with it? Because they're corrupt. And when you're as corrupt as they are, you can do almost anything, right? And they are corrupt. Make no mistake about it. And Harris pretty much said, hey, let me tell you something. We want to run unopposed. Well, let me just tell you something. I am of the school that you either run without an opponent or you run scared. <laughs> I have learned that to be a fact, and that is the way that I feel about any election. <laughs> she just comes right out and says it. We are going to run opposed, unopposed. And that's how I feel about all elections. That's how these people are. Let me rig it so that there's no opponent. Then I can win. That is such an insult to the people in this country. Mail-in balloting is an insult to the people of this country. Not requiring voter ID is an insult to the people of this country. Try to get on an airplane without your ID. See if that happens. See if that works for you. It won't. Try to cash a check without an ID. Try to even make a deposit in your own bank, in your own account, without your ID. And don't you dare try to withdraw anything without your ID. But yet, Democrats want you to be able to vote without one because they know that makes it ripe for corruption and they can control the outcome. Scary stuff. And that's what the Democrats want. They want to run unopposed. Competition in this country has gone by the wayside. Well, we don't want competition. We want to be anointed. That's how the Democrats are. They believe that it's their birthright to hold power. And they'll do anything to get it, by the way. And once they get it, they'll do anything to keep it. And they're proving it time and time again. How in the hell does Sununu, that tremendous governor up there, have so many people that are ineligible to vote on the voter rolls? Because Sununu's as corrupt as the rest of them. That's why he's not a Republican. He's a corrupt political hack. Always has been. He's a joke. Always has been. (laughs) His dad, remember, was chief of staff under George H.W. Bush. Now, I will say his dad makes sense once in a while. Unfortunately, his kid does not. His kid is an utter asshat who has all of these ineligible people on the voter rolls in New Hampshire. 
This is what we have. Extremely bizarre. Republican governor, supposedly, with over 50,000 ineligible voters. Now, 50,000 probably doesn't sound like a lot, but you got to understand how small New Hampshire is. So 50,000 is a huge number. 30,000 is a huge number. What did I say, 30,000 or 50,000? I think I said 30,000. Yeah, 31,000 plus. Not 50. That's a lot. You can probably swing an election in New Hampshire. Caroline Levitt, she is working with the Trump campaign. How clear is it that Trump is the choice of the Republican Party and their voters? Very clear that Republican voters want to reelect President Trump back to the White House. The only Republican in America uh, who has not admitted that to themselves appears to be Nikki Haley, who is still parading around New Hampshire, even though she does not have a clear pathway to victory here, just like she did not in Iowa. That is because voters here in New Hampshire realize that Nikki Haley is more of a Democrat than a Republican. Her campaign is funded by Democrat donors. Her staffers are former Democrat lobbyists, and her campaign is specifically specifically targeting formerly Democrat voters to turn out and vote in tomorrow's primary. It's a simple choice. It's over. But Fox wants to keep it going on because then they can go cover all the primaries as if there's a contest. Fox is probably behind Nikki Haley. The way they promote her, they probably fund her. Because if she doesn't stay in, it's over, and Trump won't have anything to do with them. I don't believe after this is over, these primaries. We have word from a gossip columnist in the New York Post that Mikey Obama and uh, hubby Barry Hussein Obama are angling to replace Biden on the ticket. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now, these are reports that this gossip columnist cites. She says that uh, Mikey Obama has surveyed the Dem biggies about her political candidacy. And back in 2022, according to this gossip columnist, told a gathering of CEOs in New York she was running. Now, this could be a plant, a trial balloon, planted by the Obamas. Just to see how people react before they actually dip her gigantic toe in the water. Remember she said she's terrified about what could happen. Ted Cruz thinks she's going to parachute in. I do too. I've always thought that. The Democrats believe that only the Obamas can save the day. They mistakenly believe that the Obamas are popular. They're only popular among Democrats. Other people detest them. Smart-thinking people. This woman, man, whatever it is, Mikey Obama, is one of the worst that America could offer. Admittedly, by her own admission, hates America, except for the fact that they elected her husband, his husband, its husband. They see it as Obama's, the Obama's saving the day. Kingmakers. That's what they think they are. 
Well, I think it's more than likely that he, she will run. I think it's probably that they view it as their only chance. But it isn't going to help. It isn't going to do anything. It's not going to change anything. There can be no chance for an Obama presidency. Please, Lord, stop it. Stop it now. Here's an example, though, of how really demented liberals are. This is how liberals think. The sense of entitlement that we've described for years now, of course, is part of it. They actually somehow believe, though, that they have the right to tell you how to live your life while they live theirs exactly as they're telling you not to live yours. That is a special kind of retard. There's something wrong with those people. They are mentally unstable, and Barbara Streisand takes the cake. She's decided to attack Donald Trump again, as if anybody cares what she thinks, calling him a climate denier. But the only reason I bring it up is because it's so much fun to point out another fraud Democrat liberal. She says, Trump has always been a climate denier, but any intelligent person sees what's happening in the world. Violent storms, droughts, fires that come from burning fossil fuels. First of all, of course, we've always had violent storms. We've always had droughts. We've always had fires. But Barbara Streisand thinks Trump's causing it. But keep in mind, in 2019, while Donald Trump was president, Streisand had her three dogs flown from Los Angeles to London to watch her perform in a concert. Do you fly your dogs by private jet? I don't. Every time she goes to some celebrity affair, she and her husband, James Brolin, who has to be one of the most cowardly men in the history of mankind, fly their private jets. One of the dogs bit a flight attendant on a private jet. They're not even nice to the flight attendants on a private jet. So she's all over private jets flying her dogs. And yet she tells us, how dare us. She says she can't live in this country if Trump is president again. Please, Lord, let Donald Trump become president if for no other reason that Barbara Streisand will never live here again. However, we know the truth. The minute Trump is sworn in, Streisand's not going anywhere. She's another liberal fraud liar. That's all she is. That's all she is. She wrote a book. It's called My Name is Barbara. <laughs> we know your name, you dumbass. She more accurately could say, my name is fraud. She's out there pushing it, and she can't convince people to buy it. Her sales are way short of what was expected. Of course they are. Who cares what Barbara, even liberals don't care what Barbara Streisand thinks. And when you're such a fraud, you're an open fraud as she is, people get it. They're not that stupid. People are stupid. They'll buy just about anything the liberals sell them.
but they're not that stupid. You know, I mentioned the NFL games, and then the winners will play in the Super Bowl. The NFL announced that uh, this prior to the Super Bowl, the Black National Anthem will be sung again. And I remember they dusted this hymn off. It's it's a hymn. It's not a national anthem of any sort. They dusted it off after George Floyd died. Oh, the riots. Let's play the Black National Anthem. So the NFL played it and called it the Black National Anthem. Every team in the NFL used to wear something on the back leather piece of their helmet right at the bottom by their neck that had some slogan on it. Now most of them don't, but some still do. You saw it all weekend in the playoffs. Others just wear the name of their team. And I'm always rooting for the team that doesn't have end racism or something stupid like be love, be love, whatever that means. This comes from a league that's player whose players commit more violent crimes than any other sport in the history of mankind. <laughs> be love. Don't be like the thugs in our league. Be love. It's incredible. I mean, it's a sport of criminals, certainly not the majority of them, but more in football than any other sport. Basketball is trying to give it a run for its money. So you've got three songs now they're going to sing at the Super Bowl. The uh, Star Spangled Banner, of course. They're having Reba McIntyre sing that, so the token white person. And they'll have the Black National Anthem and then um, America, the Beautiful, will be sung. Two black singers and then Reba McIntyre's out of the three. As, as if two-thirds of the country were black. They always say, well, we have to make it look like the country. But you don't. Two-thirds of the country is white. Even more than that, if you count Hispanics, many of whom are white, some are black. I always get a kick out of it when they say that Hispanics aren't black. When I take a look at Vladimir Guerrero, the baseball player, who's as black as the night, and you tell me he's not black, I laugh at you. I I laugh at you like I laugh at Steve Dushy and Fox. So that's what the NFL is contributing to the race problem in this country that we don't have. <laughs> the Obama and the NFL has, have created more racial tension than Al Sharpton. I mentioned how Dushy has been campaigning for Nikki Haley. And by the way, he had Judge Judy on with him with Nikki Haley this morning too. Here was Dushy talking about Haley and, of course, Sununu joining them. And then Kilme joining in, uh, who's started to embarrass himself as well, telling us, don't say that Nikki Haley's not a conservative. Well, she's not. I'll say it for you. She's not a conservative. So here are the two Fox losers selling out and Haley in the middle. As you can see, I went to a hockey game, and look, the governor showed up and crashed the party. Got an exclusive inside look on the last day, well, actually the penultimate day of the campaign, with Nikki Haley out on the trail, seven stops yesterday. All day, every day, and I've been doing this for 11 months now. Whether it's at a brewery, whether it's at a hockey game, whether it's at a town hall, it's anything and everything till the end. Wow, what a time to follow around with that breaking news. Wow, what a time to follow around with that breaking news. Kilmeade, what a suck-up. 
He's really become nothing but a sycophant for Nikki Haley. He's another Trump hater. He tries to disguise it because he knows Trump's going to win, and he wants to be able to suck up to Trump later. I used to respect Kilmeade. I've lost a lot of respect for him. Pretty amazing. You know, there's over a majority of people in this country that believe the Democrats cheated in 2020. Over a majority. Now, if you take a look at that, if you're a Democrat and you see that, I guess you say, you know what, we want to clear that up. We don't want half the country thinking that we cheated. So let's eliminate mail-in balloting. Let's do everything we can do to make sure this election is fair. Now, why wouldn't they do that? Because they know they can't win if they don't cheat. That's why. That's why. Pretty unbelievable, isn't it? So, Douchey and his gang. And then there's Judge Judy endorsing Haley, and Haley gets absolutely giddy over it. Finding the person that we can be proud of, not only domestically, but on the national stage, Nikki Haley has to be that candidate. How cool is it to have Judge Judy endorse you? It really is. Is it really? I mean, if I'm running for president and the best I can get is Judge Judy, (laughs) how cool is it to have Judge Judy endorse you? I'm going to take a wild guess and guess that most people don't know who the F Judge Judy is. Certainly any of the younger generation, they don't know who she is and they don't care who she is. Judge Judy. I mean, she looks like death. She looks like she's about to die. And she's up there barely hanging on. Oh, we got to endorse Nikki Haley. God, oh my. How cool is it, Nikki Haley says. Well, let's just make it clear. You're not cool, sweetheart. You think you are. Nikki Haley thinks she's cool and hip. You just got your ass beat in Iowa. You finished third in Iowa. Trump won all but one county, 98 out of 99. And the one he lost, he lost by one vote. So maybe Nikki Haley's the one putting these 31,000 ineligible voters on the voting rolls. Maybe she needs a boost. Well, Sununu's her buddy. Why wouldn't Sununu stop that? Because he's corrupt. That's why. Judge Judy. How desperate do Republicans look when they have to... It's so cool to have Judge Judy endorse you. Really? I never thought of Judge Judy as being cool. Honestly, I never did. Did you? I mean, Taylor Swift is a liberal. I can see where people would think she's cool. She's hip. I would never think Judge Judy is cool or hip. If you said, hey, isn't it cool to have Taylor Swift's endorsement? Okay. I get I don't agree with Taylor Swift. She's a flaming liberal. But I would at least get that. 
Judge Judy. <laughs> Why don't you find somebody who's 100 years old and have them endorse you while you're at it? Have Biden endorse you. I'm sure he'd love to so that he could run against you. Judge Judy, we have deserted ourselves in all sanity as Republicans when Judge Judy is the standard being cool. And Haley really thinks she's getting to Trump. I know I'm getting to him. I mean, because I know him very well. And the second he feels insecure or the second he feels threatened, he starts lashing out. I have said head to head, Trump loses to Biden. I win by double digits. This is about how do we win in November? And you know you can't win with Donald Trump. We're going to make sure you win with Nikki Haley. (laughs) I have said Donald Trump loses to Biden. So what? Who cares that you said that? The polls tell you otherwise. I have said it. Okay, you said it, Nikki. She thinks like Kilmeade and Douchey and the rest of them that if you, and DeSantis to some degree, that if you go to every county and you campaign in every county and the more you're campaigning, then you should win. That's just, you should always vote for you. What are you people talking about? It doesn't matter how many homes you visit. It matters how many people want to vote for you and your policies. They don't care if you come and visit them. Who would care if Nikki Haley came and visited you? What's she ever been? The biggest job she's ever held was the ambassador of the United Nations, and Trump gave it to her. Here's how bad it is for the Democrats, though. Jamie Dimon, who has been rumored to be on the Lolita Express, this is the guy who runs the uh, J.P. Morgan Bank, so he's got a lot of power, financial power. And he must fear Trump all of a sudden because he's been an anti-Trumper all along. But I think he thinks that Trump has something on him and that if Trump does get reelected, he might spill the beans. So Jamie Dimon is trying to smooth the runway as Trump comes in for a landing. And now he's acting as though he's had some sort of an epiphany about MAGA voters and Trump supporters. And he's on MSNBC, and he kind of lets them have it for the way they treat MAGA supporters. And one of these MSNBC hosts, of course, can't help himself. He has to say, well, what about the China virus? (laughs) When people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them. Uh, and But I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, so he, China virus. Ta- tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. He, he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. It's, I, I agree. It's done criminal. And, you know, the Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not- hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? And, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this this negative talk about MAGA 
is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. That guy just kept trying to shut him up, didn't he? Well, what about the China virus? I said the China virus. It's kind of hard to hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. Hey, dumbass, 75 million voted for Trump. You, you, you can't even figure out the number. You claim that 80-something million voted for Biden, which, of course, is absurd. So it sounds like Jamie Dimon is having a real introspective moment, which means Trump has something on him because he's been a Trump hater all along. But all of a sudden, he's talking like a legitimately calm-minded person. Hey, let's be honest. Let's look at the record. Trump was right on all of these issues, all of them. And he admits it. And then he, he shot that $75 million right back in that guy's face by saying, it's the Democrats who've done the job on the deplorables. Let's grow up. Couldn't agree more. Wow. A vote for the MAGA movement from Jamie Dimon? What? Come on. That didn't really happen, did it? I think it did. I believe it did. It wasn't from Judge Judy either. <laughs> Judge freaking Judy. <laughs> but the Republicans are busy shooting themselves in both feet again. Thomas Massey, who's a surrogate for DeSantis, warns everybody with the fear-mongering stick that Trump will be convicted by the summer. You're going to be litigating these cases in the court and these indictments are going to ripen into convictions. And we're going to be talking about the finer points of whether you can pay a porn star with your campaign money or whether you should write it off as a business expense. I mean, the lawsuit itself is ridiculous, but the underlying facts aren't disputed. And I think people are going to kind of recoil from that when all that stuff starts coming out this summer. And the polls that show him beating Biden, those are going to switch very quickly. Are they? It's a Republican. (laughs) <laughs> when all that stuff starts coming out in the summer. What, what stuff? Every lie they've told about Trump has already come out. Massey's another Republican embarrassment. The Republicans are populated with cowards. Have you ever known that? You notice that? I mean, they're Unbelievable. Unfrickin' believable. Thomas Massey. Who are you? Who are you again? <laughs> These people are so desperate to have their name splashed across the TV screen. And he's a Republican. Tucker Carlson asked a simple question as I talk about election fraud and these uh, machines, by the way, that, that we've always watched and knew were going on. This election expert, he's a professor, his name is Jay Halderman. He was testifying in a court case down in Georgia, one of these voter fraud cases. You thought those had all gone away, didn't you? But he wrote a 96-page report. The Security Analysis of Georgia's Image Cast 10 Ballot Marking Devices. Raffensperger, the Secretary of State down there, the corrupt Secretary of State, had hid this report for two years. But J. Alex Halderman is a professor of computer science and engineering at Michigan University. 
He collaborated with another professor at Auburn, Drew Stringall, and their report discovered a lot of exploitable vulnerabilities in the Dominican voting system's image cast system. Now they got a far-left judge down there who sealed and covered up the results of their investigation and sat on the report until last week. But the report confirmed that votes indeed can be altered in the Dominion voting machines, and it can be hacked. And while the report revealed that it could be hacked, Jay Halderman hacked it on the witness stand. (laughs) There's not much you can do when that happens, right? That's a big oopsie for the Democrats. He says that our report explains how attackers could exploit the flaws we found to change votes or potentially even affect election outcomes in Georgia, including how they could defeat the technical and procedural protections the state has in place. So there's proof that these machines are vulnerable. So again, don't tell us that you can't hack these machines. Yes, you can. And apparently so easily that he did it right there on the witness stand while he was testifying. Interesting. So Tucker asked a simple question about elections. And it makes you hearken back to a more innocent time in our country. What would happen if we held an election the way that Americans used to do it just a few years ago? We should try that sometime. Here's how it would work. Everyone would vote on the same day in person. You would show up and present an ID, just like you do at the airport or the liquor store. Then you'd mark your preferences on a piece of paper. You'd do it manually. There would be no electronic voting machines. There would be no drop boxes or absentee ballots. The poll workers would probably be people that you recognize from your own zip code. They'd be your neighbors. They would not be employees of Mark Zuckerberg from California. As for the names on the ballot, you would get to choose those yourself, as citizens do in a democracy. Judges wouldn't be allowed to tell you who you can vote for and who you can't vote for. You'd get to decide. And then once you voted, nobody could order a stop to the vote counting. That would be illegal. So you would know the results of the election in just a few hours, and you would feel pretty confident that they were pretty real. That's how we used to do it in this country. What would happen if we tried it again? What would happen if we tried it again? Huh. I wonder what would happen. I think we'd have a fair election. That's what would happen. Amazing, isn't it? We would have free and fair elections again. It's incredible. That's a simple thing. Isn't it simple to get up on election day and kind of be exciting or be excited to go vote? It would be exciting. I remember that time. I do it every year. Every time there's an election, I get up and I go vote in person. Physically, with my voter ID. And I have no problem with it.
It's amazing. Amazing, isn't it? That's how it always was in this country. Only Democrats changed how people vote in this country. And why did they do that? So they could win. That's why. I get so sick of hearing people like Sununu and Romney and those jackasses, oh, we're tired of losing elections, then why don't you run better people? But if you wouldn't have let them change the way vote voting day goes, you wouldn't be losing so many elections. If you wouldn't have allowed them to have mail-in voting with no requirement of identification, you wouldn't be losing elections, you moron. You have to ask your question, is Sununu and Romney, are Sununu and Romney really this stupid? Or is it just blind hatred for Donald Trump? Which is it? I think I say it's a combination of the two, because I do really think they're stupid. It is clear why elections go Democrat ways when they do. Nothing has been more rigged in this country than elections. And as I said at the top of the show, shame on any liberals who voted for Biden. Shame on you. You put this guy in office. Here he is playing Where's Waldo or perhaps Deborah on Friday. I also want to mention Congressman Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had a picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. This guy is taking pictures with ghosts. He thinks he just took a picture with her. <laughs> and she's up in Washington. He was in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> but he just took a picture with her minutes ago. Where is she? He sees ghosts. He's like that movie. I, I see dead people. You know, little kid? Can't remember the name of the movie now. I see dead people. Biden sees people that aren't even there. And he sees dead people. Remember he thought the congresswoman who died in a car accident was in uh, the audience when he was speaking about a year or so ago. Was calling her out. Where is she? Well, we hope she's in heaven, but she sure as hell isn't here. So it's going to be fun to watch him play Where's Waldo as we go along in the election. That alone, that moment right there, he should be forced out of office immediately. Now there's something else that bothers us. We see Dr. Jill out there doing interviews. Well, where's the President of the United States? Shouldn't the President be defending himself? Not you? You're nobody. We know you're an egomaniac. We know that. We know you think you're president. We know that. We know that you're one of the least intelligent women I've ever heard speak. We know that. You're covered in your stupidity because you have Harris walking around talking. Sixth Sense was the movie. I see dead people. Biden sees people that aren't there. Cheryl Cassoni wonders something doesn't seem right with Dr. Jill giving these interviews. Uh, something doesn't seem 
right in all of this. And when you see him being helped, I mean, she literally was holding his hand walking off of the stage. I mean, she was leading him off the stage. Everyone saw it. You can't unsee those images. So, of course, she's going to go on there and, and defend him and say that he's doing great and everything is great. Who is running the White House at this point? I mean, you know, we, we can't even figure out who was running the Pentagon for a week, and now we've got this issue. She said he was full of vigor. <laughs> the image that will always live in my memory is him getting off the helicopter on the White House lawn and struggling to get his sport coat on to the point where she has to help him. She has to help him put a jacket on, and he still couldn't get it on. <laughs> but it doesn't stop him from trying to lie about Trump, as he always, always does, and lying about the Biden economy. Our approach is a fundamental break from trickle-down economics, supercharged by my predecessor. My predecessors like to say, America is a failing nation. In my faith, bless me, Father, for his sin. I mean, come on. We're doing pretty damn well economically and getting better. He wants to see the stock market crash. You know why? He doesn't want to be the next Herbert Hoover. As I told him, he's already Hoover. As I told him, do you think you've been talking to Donald Trump? He's already Hoover. What is this guy, five? I mean, honestly. I'll say it again. Shame on every person that voted for Biden. Shame on you. You're a despicable person. You shouldn't have the right to vote. When you vote for someone who's that dementia riddled, you must be pretty stupid yourself. My God, you should have voted for Harris over him. But he's lying about the economy yet again. Our economy is doing pretty damn well. Is it? How come nobody but you thinks so? No economists think so. No everyday people who go to the grocery store. We get our gasoline. We buy clothes. None of us think so. We're losing more in tax money. None of us think it's so good. None of us. But Biden thinks it is. Yes, sir, he does. Big Joe. <laughs> Good stuff, Joe. You loser. Somebody get that loser out of here, will you? I think it's high time he goes. Straight to hell and don't pass go. You don't get to pass go. You're Biden. Larry Kudlow knows that Biden's arguments about his economy are nothing but phony, fraudulent lies. One of the phoniest of the phony arguments is how he created 14 million jobs. The trouble is, he didn't. He's double-counting pandemic jobs lost with his modest number of jobs gained. Let's look at this. In February of 2020... Before the pandemic roof fell in, there were 152 million non-farm payrolls. Today, there are 157 million. That's 5 million new jobs. 
But the Trump performance, starting with 143 million non-farm payrolls in January of 2017 and going through the same February of 2020, was plus 9 million. 9 million is 4 million higher than 5 million. Just saying. By the way, comes to roughly 170,000 a month for new jobs under Trump and 130,000 for Biden. Those are your numbers. So the lie continues, and the media, of course, promulgates the lie. You know, when I was in journalism school, and that's many moons ago, you were taught to either, A, confirm a story by two independent sources before you ever put it on the air or before you ever wrote about it, and, B, do investigating work. Go investigate the claim that someone makes. You don't just take it at face value. But the liberal networks, anything the Democrats tell them, they don't even take two seconds to check it out. They just broadcast it or print it as if it's fact. It's like Nikki Haley saying, I've said many times Trump will lose to Biden. So, okay, then. That's over. Nikki Haley says so. Except the problem is, that's a lie. Every poll says Trump beats Biden. So Nikki Haley's a liar, but Judge Judy, 117 years old, endorses Nikki Haley. Pretty incredible. I can't stand Nikki Haley. I used to like her before she ran for president. She's sickening. She's so full of crap. She's exposed herself as the lying fraud that she is. You know, these these lifelong politicians will always expose themselves at some point as the liars and frauds that they are, and she's done it. Larry Cutlow, what else has Biden been lying about? And there's this complete BS figure, really incredible, that billionaires are only paying an 8% tax rate, according to Biden. This is the phoniest of phony numbers conjured up by Biden's staff using an unrealized capital gains wealth tax that does not even exist. And that's how they get to 8%. This is another one of these bottomless Pinocchio untruths by President Biden. He keeps repeating it. Nobody should ever believe him. (laughs) It's crazy. This guy just makes it up, lies. His people lie. His people lie as much as he does. By the way, the latest poll from the Boston Globe, a liberal outpost, if ever there was one, has Trump 18 points ahead of Haley in New Hampshire. 18 points. It's too good. How could Biden end the border crisis? Can he end it today? You think to yourself, God, it's taken him three years to put bring us to the spot where we are today. And it is bad. No question. It's terrible. But it could end today. How could that happen, Stephen Miller? Well, I think it clearly is being recognized by the Biden administration and by Democrats in Congress in terms of changes you're seeing in their words that this is going to be the number one issue for millions and millions of voters this election. But their actions are unchanged because their objective remains the same, which is mass illegal immigration. Joe Biden could end this border nightmare tomorrow 
with a one-sentence executive order that simply read, I direct all officers in my government to restore every immigration policy that was in place the last day Donald Trump was in office. That one sentence executive order would end this whole crisis. Or he could go to the DOJ and say in every court case where Texas and other states are suing us because our enforcement is too lax, simply agree to do the very thing that we are being sued to do, and the border crisis would go away. That's how simple it is. But he won't do it. We know that. That's how little Biden cares about this country. That's how little he cares about the future of the country. He cares about one thing, and we know what that is, power. Power and greed. I have to throw greed in there because this guy has shaken down more countries through his power than anybody in the history of our country. That's how simple it is. And we've got to deal with Iran. Does anybody out there think Nikki Haley can deal with the Ayatollahs? Do you think they just laugh at her? Like they laugh at Biden? Now, Biden, of course, wants to please them because he gets money from them. In the meantime, he's enriched them to the point where they have no worries financially anymore. They were strangled by Trump. They were financially finished when Biden took over. General Jack Keane, what happened to our Iran policy? When you think about where we were at the beginning of this administration, we had max sanctions on the Iranians. We had just taken down Qasem Soleimani in the the last year, which rocked the Iranians. The amount of money that they had economically, they were in a tank because of the sanctions. And and the Arabs were doing the Abraham Accords with Israel and moving together to to stitch an alliance. They were coming together primarily because of the threat of Iran. Certainly, economic benefit dealing with Israel was a secondary consideration. Pretty good description of what was and what is. What exactly happened, General Keene, when Biden took over? And what happened is the administration came in and reset the whole strategy. They pulled back on the sanctions, and Iran is now flush with oil money. I mean, it's, it's absolutely absurd that, to do something like that. We uh, made a major diplomatic effort to get back into the nuclear deal, and that went nowhere. And by and large, we were appeasing the Iranians. <laughs> That's what we're doing. While, by the way, they attack our military installations every day. Over 130 at least now. And we've done very little in response, very little. And, of course, their great Green New Deal plan, this electric vehicle nonsense that different states are mandating that people buy. Can you imagine a country supposedly free that now tells you what kind of car you're going to have to drive? Well, unfortunately, the EV owners in Chicago, of all places, where it actually gets cold, have been frozen out. Their cars won't run. They can't charge them. Yeah, this is crazy. It's, it's, it's a disaster. Seriously. Has it been charging? No, not at all. It just isn't working. At all. It's just frozen, and so I'm now getting it towed to the um, Tesla service center because that's my only option at this point. I've had to charge, like, multiple times every day the last couple days. How long does it take to charge? A long time. She has to charge multiple times every day 
if it gets cold. The whole thing's a joke. It, it is. If it weren't so stupid, you would think it can't even happen. It's the product of more stupidity. Remember who's behind it all. People like bar owners. Excuse me, not bar owners, bartenders. Bartenders have helped craft that EV policy. I don't know how many out there listening travel for business, for pleasure, for family vacations. Probably most. I do uh, from time to time. And I have flown probably every airline ever imagined just about. Because if you get in different locations, then you have to fly an airline that kind of services that location many times. How about United Airlines? United Airlines services just about every place. They fly international flights. I've flown on them before. I can honestly say this. On January 22nd, 2024, at 8, 10 a.m., I will never fly United Airlines again as long as I live. Now, why is that? Because I want to live. United Airlines has decided to jeopardize your flight safety and your life by bowing down to the woke crowd. Their CEO, Scott Kirby, says this. We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. Why are you collecting data to see what percentage of pilots are black or women? Why does that matter to you? Because you're hopelessly, dementedly woke. You don't care about passenger safety. You don't care if the pilot's qualified. You just want a black pilot and a woman pilot. The hell with how good they are. They can crash the damn thing every time they take off. But you don't care because you've got 50% that you say you want to have as black or women. I'm going to venture a guess here and say that 100% of travelers think like I do. They don't give a rat's ass what color the pilot is or what sex the pilot is as long as the pilot can fly the effing plane and keep the passengers safe. I don't care if it's a chimpanzee in the cockpit or a 10-year-old. I don't care as long as they know what they're doing. But the minute you start forcing your little woke quotas on how many pilots have to be this or that, you have compromised safety. You have risked the lives of all passengers, all flight attendants, by the way. I can't believe the flight attendant union isn't screaming about that. They should be. Their memberships' lives are now in jeopardy every time they get on a United Airlines jet because you don't know if the pilot's qualified or if the pilot's there because they're black or female. F you, Scott Kirby, and United Airlines. I hope your airline goes under. I hope you go broke as fast as humanly possible. And I hope the message gets out to everybody, don't fly United if you want to live. Because they don't care if you live. If the plane goes down and it's a female pilot or a black pilot and they weren't qualified, United doesn't care. They had a black or female pilot out there. They're following the data. 
They have more black or women pilots than any other airline. That's a badge of honor to them. Shouldn't the CEO of an airline, a major airline, be trumpeting his safety record as opposed to how many blacks or females he has in the cockpit? I sure would be. Hey, I'm the CEO of United Airlines, and we have 99.99999% safety. That's our record. And we don't care who's flying the planes, by the way. We don't care if they're all white, if they're all black, if they're all women. We don't care. They're all qualified. But United doesn't make that a priority. You don't have to be qualified to be a United pilot. What a message. What a message to the general public. Now, where's that asshat Biden on that? He should be commenting on that. And somebody needs to get that info to Trump, too, because he should be commenting on it. But they probably won't touch it, either one of them, because it's so hot. Race and female gender issues. And then you've got this Ely Mistal, this lunatic black guy with hair up to heaven on MSNBC, ignorantly talking about Trump's lawyers arguing for uh, his, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Doug, on it now? Immunity as president, which every president should have. We're not talking about if a president runs out and murders somebody. We're talking about presidential immunity on issues that the president is taking action on. But Mistal apparently is so stupid he doesn't understand the issues, number one, but he claims to be a lawyer. Secondarily, he has no idea what he's talking about. And the thing that Trump and his lawyers forget, I think, is that they ain't president yet, right? So if the Supreme Court says that the presidents have this, you know, complete immunity from prosecution and whatever, what's to stop, oh, I don't know, the actual president, Joe Biden, from launching a preemptive strike on a rebel stronghold at Mar-a-Lago to engineer regime change? What's to stop Biden from doing that, right? Like, I don't think Trump has thought this through. Perhaps it's like on the next page of his bedside copy of Mein Kampf and he hasn't gotten to where the logic of his argument goes. But for the record, as Andrew was saying, I do not think that Biden has the power to launch a strike against his political rival, right? right. I think it would violate posse comitatus and, you know, murder yeah, laws, right, yeah, right? Right, right? And so I think that Biden, if he did that, would be prosecuted. Trump doesn't seem to understand, and the people who support Trump don't seem to understand, that the powers he calls on to himself then must be given to every single other president. There's so much stupidity in those comments, it's hard to st- know where to start. When he says, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you and your lawyers forget you're not actually the president. The issue is in regard to actions he took when he was the president You jackass you. But you're too ignorant and illiterate to understand the issues. We get that. You're a liberal buffoon. No one expects you to have a mastery of the issues or the facts. But then when he says, well, if Trump's lawyers are right, then that gives Biden the power to raid his political opponent and destroy him and raid Mar-a-Lago. You mean the actual things he's already done? Are those the things you're actually talking about? Ely Mistal? You effing absolute moron. Are you kidding me? 
And then the other idiot, the little little uh, Ed McMahon, sitting next to him who keeps giggling and laughing. Like, oh, you're so funny, Ely. When did this country become so stupid? These people have no idea what they're talking about. The issue, you asshat, is under an investigation. Trump has been charged with a crime. He's arguing an absolute defense. But according to this idiot, well, you can't argue that because you're not actually president. Except he was when the alleged crime took place. Wow. I don't know how you even deal with people this stupid. I really don't. It's hard for me. I can't even believe my ears when I hear someone as dumb as that guy and as arrogant as he is, thinking he is intellectually superior to other people. Elon Mistal is one of the dumbest people on earth. Do you really want to know what Democrats are all about, though? They love to tell you that they're the party that cares, that they're the ones that want to give you a warm and fuzzy feeling, that they, they're so concerned about your issues and your problems. Tammy Nobles is the mother of a young woman who was strangled to death by one of those gang members, MS-19 or whatever that is, illegally crossing the border, of course, thanks to Biden and the Democrats. And when she testified in front of Congress, this was the reaction of the Democrats in the hearing room. It, it was really frustrating, I'll be honest. It was really frustrating. They were on their phones when I was telling my testimony sharing pictures of my daughter. They did not use her name. You believe these people? They're so ignorant and rude that they're on their phone while this angel mother is testifying. Her daughter was murdered by people those Democrats allowed into this country. Illegally. And they care so much about her testimony that they're looking at their phones. Sometimes it takes a guy as blunt as a UFC fighter like Sean Strickland to really tell it like it is in terms of draining the swamp. He had some reporter asking him because he said, I don't know what his statement was about uh, not wanting to have a gay son. And so this reporter decided, and who knows if the reporter's gay or not, to push it after a fight, or pr- prior to a fight, I'm sorry, that Sean Strickland was going to have. Now, if you're offended by the F-bombs, you better hold your ears or turn it down, because they're coming. But if you f- uh, sift through those, you'll find the message is very clear to this guy. I'm saying the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and then someone says, Let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you gay? No, are you, are you, let me know, are you gay? Can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking, this is the part of the, are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh man, well, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau, like, with you fucking when he sees the bank accounts, like you're just fucking pathetic, and and the fact that the fact that you have no fucking backbone 
And and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You ask me some stupid shit like that? Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. Yeah, that doesn't really answer the question. <laughs> but he wasn't done. This guy then asked him if he denounced if he would denounce the Bud Light comments that he made because he was critical of Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there asking these stupid fucking questions. <laughs> I would say that was pretty blunt. But he's right. It's that kind of person that has ruined the world. The, he, and he's also right that 10 years ago, you would have thought this transgenderism was some sort of mental illness. And it is. It still is, by the way. There's nothing normal about that. You can't make up genders just because you want to. Bill Maher recognized the insanity in this country, and there's a lot of examples to back him up. Neither should it have been difficult when presidents of elite colleges were asked if it's okay to call for the genocide of Jews, and they couldn't just say, fuck no. Can't anybody just say, fuck no anymore? Does, does anybody even know who to root for anymore? A store manager at Lululemon tried to stop some shoplifters last year, and the CEO fired her. Fired the person trying to stop robbers from robbing his store. That's crazy. Socially liberal, but not stupid, woke. Fiscally sane, but not cruel. Is this really that hard? Trans people should be respected and protected, but no penises in women's prisons, maybe? Legalize pot, but maybe stop giving drugs to hard drug addicts? Nikki Haley says America's never been racist, and social justice warriors say there's been no progress since Amos and Andy. It is, it is insane, isn't it? <laughs> it really is insane. No progress since Amos and Andy. <laughs> that's a Biden claim. See, that's the guy that stirred that crap up. That was all Biden. All Biden's dirty work. As I've said so many times, we were sailing right along. Nobody seemed to have any problems with race in this country. And all of a sudden, along comes Obama. I said Biden, I meant Obama. Along comes Obama and that hack that he's married to. Two of the biggest racists the country's ever known. People that hate white people, even though Obama is half white, and he can't change that. I think he hates the fact that he's a mulatto. He hates it every minute of his life. So in order to combat that hatred, he hates white people. Because the half of them that's black knows that that half can benefit him. Being white has no benefits. Not anymore. 
Bing Black sure does, and nobody has exploited the black part of his own DNA than Obama has. Nobody. Anything else that's crazy in this country, Bill Maher? A terrorist organization in the Middle East that treats women like slaves invaded Israel last October and shot hundreds of young people at a music festival in the desert. And now America's streets are full of parades in support of the shooters, led by the exact kind of people who would be at a music festival in the desert. That's the literal standard for involuntary commitment, when you're a danger to yourself. The, the NRA are bad, but after a school shooting, they don't march against schools. The far left's new crush is the Houthis. Up until a week ago, everyone on TikTok thought a Houthi was what you get when someone hits your elbow. Ow! You gave me a Houthi. And the Houthi's slogan is, God is great, death to the U.S., death to Israel, curse the Jews, and victory for Islam. Like, comment, and subscribe. So, naturally, when the college kids heard that slogan, they said, please stop, you had me at death to the U.S. <laughs> Insane. Insane that we're cheering for the terrorists now. It is, it's absolutely insane. Did you ever think you'd live to see the kind of blatant anti-Semitism that perpetuates on college campuses and in the streets of this country? I never thought I would. I didn't think it existed. I really didn't. You you want to talk about the poor black race? Excuse me? Is anybody walking around demonstrating on college campuses calling for the death of blacks? I don't think so. Anybody marching through the streets in New York calling for blacks to be killed? I don't think so. Anybody demonstrating in favor of the Klan? I don't think so. But they're demonstrating in favor of the terrorists. And they want Jews all wiped out. And yet we're to sit here and say, oh, the poor blacks. What else, Mar? Round it up and bring it home. It's also insane to feel that it's important to try and prove that Taylor Swift is gay. <laughs> which apparently is what the supposedly most esteemed newspaper in America feels is very important to do. That, that's, that's so insane, I don't even get it. If, if, if Taylor Swift is gay, what, this, this is somehow a better country? <laughs> but, I, I, the far left now insists men can have babies if they just concentrate hard and don't listen to the haters. <laughs> does that make us a better country? No, and neither does persecuting a pregnant woman who wants to get an abortion for a fetus doctors say will not survive. Could everyone just stop being nutty, completely nutty for five fucking minutes? The battle for the soul of this country isn't right or left. It's normal versus crazy. I would agree with that. Normal versus crazy. Unfortunately, normal is right and crazy is left. He's one of the crazies. He has a part of him, though, that is infected with conservative DNA. He doesn't know it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's just unbelievable. The New York, he was talking about the New York Times writing this series of articles about Taylor Swift being gay. I didn't even know that happened. Of course, I don't read the New York Times. Why would I know it? 
But why would the New York Times, A, care? I thought they would be cheering the fact that she was gay, if she is, but it doesn't seem to be gay. The guy she's dating is a guy. So I'm doubting that she's gay, but the fact that the New York Times is trying to prove that she's gay is the most bizarre, as Mar said, it's so bizarre, It's I don't even understand it. I don't understand it. And where did it all come from? I understand that even less. One thing I do understand, though, is price and service. I understand that. I understand when you buy a product, you don't want to hassle. I understand that because you know what? I don't either. So if you're buying a newer used car or truck or SUV or any kind of vehicle at all, you could go to dealership after dealership after dealership, bang your head against the wall at every place, trying to get a deal, taking up all of your Saturday afternoon, the day off, and come away maybe with a deal after about six or seven hours of that nonsense. I know a guy who took seven hours out of his Saturday and did it. Got a car, and then he came home, and his wife said, cut the lawn, will you? What did he What did he do to deserve all this? Here's what he did. He didn't go to stl-cars.com. That's what he did. If you'd have gone to stl-cars.com, you would have found over a 1,000 vehicles on the website to choose from. You didn't find a 1,000. If you combine all of the dealerships you went to, you wouldn't find a 1,000. You wouldn't come close. But you will on stl-cars.com. So you scroll through those SUVs and trucks and cars and pick one. And when you pick one, your job's over, except for this. You then call Don or text him at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Don, here's what I want. It's on your website. Here's what I want to pay for it. Call me. He's going to go out and get it for you, and then he's going to call you and say, got it. If there's something that you want that's not on the website, call or text him at the same number. It's 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you want to pay for it. He has a vast connection to all this inventory all over the country, and he'll go out and find you that car, SUV, or truck. He's done it for me. Three different times in the past few years I've gotten vehicles from him. Last one came from Tennessee, an SUV. My son just got an SUV from Alabama not long ago. This is a locally owned and operated company. They're right there in Ellisville off Manchester, stl-cars.com. Call or text Don at 314-626-3251. That will be a happy call. We're coming right back in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, right after this. Around here. 
are dropping their own crops for the day a friend is in need and they've come to help it's what this community a lot of our community stand for somebody needs some help you'll get it Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on a Monday morning. It's an icy Monday morning in the Midwest. So if you live in those parts, take heed. It's nasty out. Very, very nasty. It's not something you really care to get around, I'll tell you that much. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. We're glad to be back after... A few days off last week, getting things uh, checked out and straightened out in the old hospital out at St. Luke's. Again, another shout-out to the good folks at St. Luke's Hospital. Hey, I don't know if you heard this, but this Fannie Willis down there in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. We've heard for weeks now these stories about her hiring her lover boy, who was married, by the way, and paying him exorbitant amounts of money to run the allegations, the charges she made against President Trump. Now, she, she accuses the estranged wife of the her lover boy of trying to obstruct the criminal election interference case against Trump. <laughs> because they want to question her in the defense, or excuse me, the divorce proceeding. Why wouldn't you want to question her? If I were getting divorced from a woman who was having an affair, I would want to question the person that my wife is having an affair with. 
Who wouldn't? But the worst part is, Fannie Willis, now it's come to light, has paid her little lover boy some $650,000 to run this Trump case. What have they done with the 650000 Well, of course, they've gone on trips, exotic cruises. Huh. Interesting. Now, prosecutors say that her lover helped coordinate an effort to contact state lawmakers to appoint presidential electors. I don't even know if that's even involved in here. But this guy's just, he's bad news. But she's bad news. He's just taking the money. He's boinking her and getting paid. Not a bad gig. I guess we've got to say he's kind of smart, actually. Not very moral fellow. Not any upstanding character going on with him. But I guess he saw a pigeon when he, when he could spot one, and she was it. She might qualify as the pigeon of the year. She's going to lose her job, lose her chance to get Trump all over some guy who was doing her because she thought it was cool to sneak out behind another woman's back. Unbelievable, isn't it? These these new allegations are going to finish her off. Because now you have two people coming forward testifying about this and that she hired this guy to lead the election fraud case against Trump. (laughs) The guy's ex-wife, the prosecutor's ex-wife, is by the name of Jocelyn Wade. She said in a court filing that uh, Wade bought airline tickets in his name and Fanny's for trips to San Francisco and Miami and possibly elsewhere. He's been working on the Trump case while being married to this other woman. (laughs) So these are new court filings. $650,000. It's unbelievable, isn't it? the, The case hasn't been going on that long to be able to Accumulate $650,000. But they're now being accused of having romantic trips to Napa Valley, Florida, Caribbean cruises, several of them. And that he's unqualified to oversee the case to begin with because he has very little, if any, prosecutorial experience. She put him on the biggest prosecuting case in Atlanta's history. All of these things are going to collapse collapse like a deck of cards. It's unbelievable. Now Jack Smith, who's trying to get Trump on the Mar-a-Lago evidence, uh, document charges, as well as the January 6th nonsense. Trump's lawyers are alleging that he has concealed evidence of collaboration with Biden's administration. <laughs> they filed a FOIA request and they got redacted documents 
that reveal politically motivated efforts by operatives in the Biden regime and the National Archives and Records Administration to push the investigation. Can you believe this? These are the same people that are supposed to be overseeing the documents that Biden stole, stole, had no right to take any, none, no legal right at all. And he took them anyway. When he was a senator, when he was a vice president, Funny, I don't think that, that he took anyone who was president. He only took them when it was illegal to do so. He's a circus clown. So we'll find out what the truth is behind Jack Smith. If these three cases, the two from Jack Smith and the one from Fannie Willis, crumble, as I predict they will, Trump will not be guilty on any of them. And if, if he is, it's going to be because of corruption and a corrupt district court or state court made up of Trump, O'Biden, Obama, excuse me, not Trump, but Obama and O'Biden allies, maybe some Clinton allies too, in overwhelmingly liberal jurisdictions. That will try to get some kind of verdict at the lowest level of the court system prior to the election. That's the whole game here. And it's a game. By the way, as our director of research points out, the, the accusations against Fannie Willis are she, she and her boyfriend took seven cruises together. Seven. Has anybody out there taken seven cruises in your lifetime? Not in a short period of time, in less than a year, but in your lifetime. When is this woman working? When is he working? He got six hundred fifty grand. When is he working? Oh, I'm sorry. Shoot. They go on these cruises and do the work there, right? They work together. That's what's going on. Pardon me. I apologize. How could I be that coarse, that crude, to think that the cruises were for any other reason other than work? I mean, everybody takes working cruises, don't they? (laughs) What a joke. This country's a joke. Pakistan uh, isn't a joke, though. They have told Iran, you launch an attack inside our country and you're going to regret it. Iran fired missiles and drones into Pakistan. They said they were aimed at militant bases near the border. I don't know who Iran thinks they are. But until somebody blows them up, they'll keep doing it. You stop terrorists one way. You kill them. You don't sit them down and have a chat and hope you can change their mind. Hey, listen, Muhammad. It's not good to kill people just for the hell of it. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for telling me. That doesn't work. What works is... That works. When you blow them to smithereens, that works. Now, it might not work for all of them because you didn't get them all. But the ones you got, it works. They won't terrorize anybody anymore. And you go take out all the oil refineries in Iran and put an end to it. This stuff is simple. The problem is who's in charge. It's just like watching a football game yesterday. You're watching the Tampa Bay-Detroit game. Detroit's up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Tampa Bay drives down and scores with five minutes to go, kick the extra point. Now you're only down a touchdown, right? Not Tampa. They go for two. Now, who in the hell in their right mind would go for two in that situation? Absolutely nobody. But it's the, pro- the problem is the person in charge. He's an idiot. 
It's the same with our government. Who in their right mind would allow Iran to get away with what they're getting away with? The people in charge would. That's who. You've got idiots running these football teams. By the way, football coaches are collectively the dumbest group of people I've ever come across. They're dumber than liberals. I'm guessing many of them must be liberals because they're really stupid people. That doesn't mean all of them, but they're really dumb. As a collective group, they're the dumbest group of people I know. I've never seen anything like it. They can't make simple decisions that, that are correct. They panic all the time. They're afraid of their own shadow. They're imitators, not innovators. They're just cowards. Oh, well, we better run the ball here. We'll run the ball like because everybody else does. <laughs> and then you get down to the goal line and people like Andy Reid decide, well, you know, we've got this kid who's running his ass off. He's dominating the game. Let's not give it to him. Let's give it to the guy who drops every pass that we throw to him and do an end-around run. We'll trick him that way, and we'll really double-trick him by using the guy that can't hold on to the ball. So what happens? The guy fumbles the ball, and Kansas City loses the touchdown. <laughs> I mean, these guys are just idiots. Who in their right mind would do that? Only an idiot. So you have these idiots who are in charge. That's the problem. Well, we can't, as fans, we can't fire Andy Reid or Todd Bowles in Tampa, as dumb as they are. We can't fire them. But we can fire Biden. We can fire that coward. And we have to. I hope that the Iranians throw some missiles into Pakistan again. That's what I really want to see. Because I think those Pakistanis will say, oh yeah, here we go. Don't don't the Pakistanis, don't they have nukes? At one point they were close to getting them. I don't know if they, if they have them or not. They might, just, they might just obliterate Iran. And I hope they do. It's sad that they've been doing the job that we're supposed to be doing. Who did we? When did we think that it would ever come down to the Pakistanis protecting our borders and protecting our citizens? That's kind of what it's come down to, because we have the great coward in the White House. And when you have a coward like that, you have to depend on other people, and that's what we're doing. Our phone lines are open, by the way, 636-348-4460, 348-4460. I mentioned uh, Mittens Romney earlier. Of course, he can't help himself. He has to go after Trump no matter what happens. He now claims that the Republican voters are out of touch if you support Trump. <laughs> Says the guy who can't get enough support in Utah to even run for re-election. The Utah voters aren't out of touch anymore. They were when they elected you, but they're not anymore, you carpetbagger. He says... There are out-of-touch voters who still support Trump even though a jury found Trump raped a woman. Well, that's just a lie. No jury ever said that Donald Trump raped a woman. Ever. He's just a liar. Pretty incredible, isn't it? Very bizarre. Mitt Romney. (laughs) 
Romney can't stand it. He can't stand that he couldn't get elected president. Donald Trump did. He can't stand that Donald Trump is going to be elected president again when he wasn't. He can't stand it. He can't live with himself. He might commit suicide someday, Romney. He's so out of out of his mind over this. He and Chris Christie, they had to get together. Those two lunatics, they can't believe that they can't be president and Donald Trump can't. Beautiful thing, isn't it? Beautiful thing. And there it is. Donald Trump's going to be president again. And old Mittens is like, what, 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 huh? What's going on here? That can't be. So Pakistan, go ahead and fire those nukes that you have, and they have a bunch of them, as I've discovered. Go ahead and fire some of your nukes at Iran. Put them out of their misery. Put them off the planet. I hope so. That's what I see. I want to see people like Iran ignite a crazy country like Pakistan. I think that would be spectacular. I mean, because they'll go do what we should be doing. We wouldn't be crazy to blow Iran off the face of the earth after what they're doing to our soldiers. But it would be fantastic to watch Pakistan say, huh, you think you're going to get away with that? You're not. But you think you are. Remember uh, how often we've talked about this Tiffany Cross, this black woman from MSNBC who finally was fired by MSNBC? She was such a flaming racist. I don't know if there's ever been. As as bad as Joy Reid is, I'm never going to say this. I I can't say that she's not as big a racist as Tiffany Cross because they're one and two. They might be one and one A. But Tiffany Cross now claims that Joe Scarborough, the schmo, the morning schmo, is the reason she got fired. Oh, boy. She referred to Scarborough as MSNBC's favorite white boy. This woman can't stop her blatant racism, can she? She is unbelievable. Their favorite white boy got me. And she can get away with saying that. Doesn't bother any of the liberal woke people. She says, there's an unspoken rule that you're not supposed to disagree with Joe, and I didn't get that memo. Ooh. (laughs) She said, I didn't want to cover Trump all the time. I wanted to cover things like inhumane treatment in prisons. That's something that disproportionately impacts my community. It's because most of the prisoners are black, you stupid ass. Mental health among black men. The erasure of Afro-Latinos in the Latino community. Land battles of the indigenous. Native Americans trying to get their family artifacts back from museums right here in America. Black farmers. Things like that. Boy, those are interesting topics. I bet you everybody would want to have you talk about those things. I mean, I wake up every morning going, I wonder what the land battles of the indigenous are uh, resulting in or mental health among black men. 
And I'm really curious about the erasure of those Afro-Latinos in the Latino community. Could you do a whole show on that? I really care a lot about it. (laughs) But of course, after she got finished blaming white boy Joe Scarborough, her term, not mine, she then blamed Tucker Carlson, another white boy, who accused her of stoking racial hatred, which is exactly what she does. I've accused her of the same. But she says that ultimately led to her firing. Well, that's not true. MSNBC doesn't care about stoking racial hatred. That's what they travel it all the time. The network didn't issue a statement the way they did for some of my white colleagues who had also been targeted by MAGA extremists. Instead, they spoke to me and instructed me that I could not respond to Tucker at all, and they began to scrutinize my show and every little thing I wrote. Well, everything you, every little thing you wrote was nothing but racist gibberish. She's really done. Talk about somebody who just made her own bed. Now she has sleep in it. She is finito. And I say, good riddance, you racist wench. Racist wench. It's funny how these racists are coming. Their racism is coming back to haunt them, isn't it? I find it funny. They never thought that would happen. But there it is, front and center. Well, that's going to wrap us up for the morning. If you're traveling, be careful. There's ice everywhere. We'll be back fighting the good fight again tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 Central Time, right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. The podcast follows here on this website, as well as Google, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and any place you listen to podcasts. We'll also be on at noon today on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. And our Monster Energy drink, STL-Cars.com, King's Court. On 590 the fan and 590 the fan.com. Love you, mom. Love you, dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.